Hey folks, you are listening to Always Be Watching. The premise of this podcast is simple. We discuss the TV shows we've been watching recently. We discuss them amongst each other with the hope that maybe you'll listen to that going, you know what, I wouldn't mind checking out that show. And in order for this magic to really take place, you've got two people. There's me, Dan Barris, and Mr. Christopher Yates. Hi, Dan. It's great to be here again. Now, Chris Yates... I called you Christopher, but I don't want to give the that's impression right. that you're a man who gets around in a sweater and a collar. <laughs> no, that's right. Please don't. You're looking a lot more dressed up today than usual. I know. I just What yeah. can I say? I make an effort on Mondays. <laughs> it gets progressively worse through the week. But yeah, Mondays, you've got to try. Yeah, I never really struck you as someone of whom was enthused about Mondays. You always struck me as the Garfield type. I'm a bit of a Garfield as far as that goes. Love lasagna. Mm. Hate Mondays. Fair enough. Who doesn't, but really? Now, how do you feel about Udi? He's all right. Yeah. So, premise, check. Yes. Check. That's Introductions, done. check. Intros are out of the way. Uh, general politeness and, you know, witticisms, yeah. check. Shall we talk about TV shows? We will. I'm going to ask you, Dan, what have you been watching? Chris, it is a pleasure that you've asked me this because if neither of us ask the question, the <laughs> podcast is not going nowhere. I watched a brand new Netflix series called Dead to Me. I skipped the coffee. It's terrible. I made it. Hmm? Oh. I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Hmm? I'm just kidding. Um, I'm Judy. Hmm? Hi. Hi, Jen. Hi. Are you come to this group often? Uh, no, this is my first time here. Me too. So this is the brand new show from Netflix, Dead to Me. I don't know anything about this show. Okay, so this is Christina Applegate. I love Christina Applegate. You know her? Yes. The great Kelly Bundy. Of course. And the even greater Samantha Who. Um, and Miss Mrs. Burgundy. Mrs. Ron Burgundy. She was Mrs. Ron Burgundy. Uh, she's teamed up here with one Linda Cardellini, who people would know as Lindsay Weir from a show called Freaks and Geeks. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was also a nurse in ER for about five seasons. Yeah. And after watching ER on a massive binge recently, she was easily my most despised character. Oh, really? And my love for Lindsay Weir and Linda Cardellini just completely out the window. Right. Could not stand to watch her or anything. Even watching her in her one season run on Mad Men, where she played a mistress of Don Draper's. Oh, wow. Uh, It was in season six, Mm. five, six. Somewhere there. Uh, Even then, it was like, but the nurse and ER. However, I will say, watching the performance of both Christina Applegate and to a much greater extent, Linda Carnalini, phenomenal. Like, this is absolutely a career best performance for both. Wow, that's fantastic. Is this a a funny show? This is a half hour dramedy. The premise of it is quite simple. You've got Christina Applegate's character. Her husband has been died in a brutal hit and run recently. She is struggling to work through the mourning process and goes to a therapy group. Uh, while she's there, she gets approached by this woman of whom says that her husband's died recently, and uh, that's Linda Cardellini. And she, the Applegate character is very apprehensive because she's a very sort of closed-off kind of a person. But the Cardellini character kind of works her way into her life, and the two become quite good friends. What the Applegate character doesn't realise is the many secrets that are in Ah. place that we will discover over the course of the season. Excellent. How much of this have you watched? I've watched the first half of it-ish. Oh, cool. Uh, Look, it's not a great show. I think the performances of Applegate and Cardellini are completely knocks it out of the park. Wow. Some of the material in it I don't think is particularly great, but through pure performance alone, I think it lifts it up. There are people of whom will love this show. People connect to it in a really big way. 
I didn't. I feel the jokes aren't really quite strong enough. I think the secrets which propel a lot of the narrative were maybe a little bit obvious and uh, well-trod sort of areas that they've gone through. Like I kind of picked them like most of them before they were really a thing. But I think there will be viewers of whom are genuinely surprised by and really do take to the world that's created on the show. Um, is Bud Bundy in the show? Bud Bundy, one David Festino, is not on the show. No, that's a shame. <laughs> sadly enough. But sitcom great Ed Asner. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's in it. He plays a guy who works at the nursing home that Linda Cardellini works at. How old is Ed Asner? Did I say works at the home? Uh, he's a patient. I imagine he lives there, right? Yes. Yeah. And he is... Sorry, I did look this up the other night. Did you? I want to say he's 89. 117. <laughs> wow, that's but amazing. But in Asner years. That's amazing. And also joining the cast is James Marsden, uh, the movie Cyclops in the X-Men. Also probably better regarded by many of us from the 30 Rock stint that he did. Oh, yes. I remember him yeah. in 30 Rock. That was a very good. Yeah, yeah wow. Was Lemon's boyfriend. But yeah, everyone in it, really quite good. It's shot beautifully... It's a very easy watch. I would recommend maybe do it in two halves on Netflix. So maybe a Saturday, Sunday afternoon double. But yeah, it's good. I think people should check it out. I mean, I'm sold. Yes, I'm sold. It sounds great. Yeah, I, give I re- it a look. I really like the sound of it. Excellent. On Netflix. On Netflix. Chris, big question for you. What have you been watching? I'm glad you asked, You Dan. didn't think I was going to ask that. I could tell. <laughs> I was trying to get another response ready. I have been watching the um, surprise to some hit... Uh, on Channel 9 uh, broadcast television, Lego Masters. Hey, hello. Run! Geordie, whew, credit to him, that kid has not stopped running. You could power a small town off his energy. How you doing? Yeah, all right. My running skills have been going up just as much as my Lego skills. Lego Masters, you're not a big reality guy generally. I'm not a big reality guy. I'm or a at big... least maybe not like stripped reality. So you do like Netflix reality, like half hour things. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm yeah. Like, I mean, and I've, you know, I've, I've dabbled. But um, I am a big Lego fan, as a lot of people know and ridicule me for. But that ridicule is By people, you mean less. me, right? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much you. <laughs> um, uh, I'm what's known as an AFOL, which is an adult fan of Lego. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, uh, and I wish I hadn't taken a drink of my water just then. <laughs> so it's um, <laughs> a fall. So uh, yes, I've been. I was. I was very excited about the launch of the show. It all seemed very interesting in the various Lego um, groups that I'm in. There was a lot of cynicism. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of uh, mixed, you know, intrepidation and. I think that um, the I'm res- amazed the other ten year olds in a group were that <laughs> cognizant. <laughs> the interesting thing is that I think. As, as much as it's been a ratings hit, I think it's been very, very popular across that community as well. And I think everybody is really um, almost shocked at how well they kind of pulled this show off and how well they're doing it. Yeah, now that show, I'm pretty sure is a British format from yes, memory. Yes, there's been yeah. one British um, season. I think only one season so far, yeah. Yeah, so I've been talking to, well, listening in on a few conversations of industry types. Everyone's like, this show's going to tank. This is going to do terribly for nine. What are they thinking? But as with pretty much every show that becomes a surprise success on Australian TV, it's always something that's completely out of left field and something you don't really expect. I knew this was going to be a success because of all the AFOLs out there. <laughs> that's right. All the, yes. But it's great family TV and you can't really go wrong with that. No, exactly. And it's, you know, you say that Lego is a big brand and stuff. It's something like the fifth largest corporation in the world. Like mm. it's actually enormous. It's well beyond what this sort of thing of a toy. And in pop culture, there's been a lot of, um, there's been a lot of documentaries recently 
in recent years. There's been a lot of it sort of it's bubbling to the surface a little bit more with its um you know it's got a lot of really big properties like your know, Star Wars and your Harry Potter and all these kind of things. So it's you know I think it's definitely as ubiquitous across the kind of society as as what it's ever been. So anyway, the show's fantastic. I think uh, they do a really good job. It's a very standard kind of um, teams of two. Uh, they they have tasks. They have competitions. The um, the main talent. Um, no disrespect to Hamish, the host, who's actually, I think, has done a really great job. He's, That'd be the popular Hamish Blake. <laughs> the, the popular Hamish Blake. Um, uh, which I think, you know, it, it's a pretty hard gig. He's made a lot of, he's sort of making a, a lot of jokes about the reality TV format, which I think is really good. He's making a lot of jokes about how pe- how seriously people take Lego, which I think is really good. But it's it's even been interesting just on the first sort of few episodes watching him, you know, obviously get a lot more involved and really understand that the stakes are a lot higher than just these people playing for money. This is something a lot of people are really excited about doing. Now, those jokes about the reality format of it, do they sense drop away as the series has been maybe on. i'm only three ep- i haven't watched the, uh, i'm only three episodes in at this point yeah so that's like one week's worth so there's only been like as, as i've watched it now there's only been one elimination and stuff and i think they will i, I would imagine i'm just sort of guessing i haven't watched the show obviously but i would presume that they've entered this from a position of slight skepticism going look we know this is kind of silly but and so those jokes probably come from that kind of a place I think so but the deeper they get into it i reckon they're just going to embrace it a bit more and own it well yeah where where was coming with then the the actual judge is this guy called Ryan McNaught, who is Australia's only official um, Lego master builder, which is a... How does that make you feel <laughs> as an A-fold? No, that's fine. I mean, I, I will never aspire. I don't even aspire to those great heights. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, this guy's fantastic. Whenever you see the big, like, um, he's, he's called the Brick Man. When you see... A lot of the big... Um, Sorry, the Brick Man. Brick Man, yeah. So it's not the Master Builder like in a Lego movie? Um, well, no, his brand name is the Brick Man. Gotcha. Um, and so... And he does a lot of the, like, um, in uh, around Australia, whenever there's a big, um, you know, a big Lego... Uh, or like a shopping centre sort of... Uh, yeah, thing. Or, the, or, the, or the big fairs and stuff. He's always... Um, the commercial sort of stuff, he's the guy that they get and he's in charge of all the builds and all that kind of stuff. So he's, um, you know, got a big profile in that community, but he's just such a great host. He's really done this, uh, a great judge. He um, has obviously done his homework about how to kind of deliver, you know, positive encouragement and um, but still be critical. And, you know, he knows his stuff, obviously, and it's just fantastic to watch. The, the One of them really... Um, I'll leave on this, that, but the uh, the thing that really touched me about it was that after the, the there was a few episodes and then the first elimination was I think the third episode. The format of how they make these shows just is mind-boggling, Like I, as in I can't keep track of what's going to happen in each show and what day of the week it's on and all that kind of thing as a, as a non-reality TV person, I guess. But um, it was it was really telling the first eviction, um, and I won't say in case anyone is um, going to watch it on catch up. But um, like you know, he cried while delivering the verdict to these people <laughs> that they had to go home, and it was just so touching. And it was a not not like a stage thing. He was really trying hard not to. The yeah, other that's teams really beautiful though. The other teams were just crushed that someone had to go home. Like I'm, I'm sure it will get more competitive. And there's a few you know there's a few sort of spiky characters in it. But overall, everyone's just so excited about being a part of this thing, and like so excited for the other contestants as well what i really like about this is that it doesn't sound like there's any cynicism really taking place here no no like, not at all. you can watch like cooking shows where there's some professional chefs of whom work in cooking environments and those are you know the places where emotions get high often and totally, they're just used yeah. to making people cry yes okay but something where you've got a guy who's dedicated his life to building elaborate lego he's clearly going to be passionate about this so the idea that he has been chosen to be on a tv show where he's you know 
putting his craft, his art, yeah, his love yeah. out into the world in this sort of a manner. And also like stimulating the creativity of other people to do likewise. Like there's something really beautiful there. Totally. And it's just it's just good, happy vibes like the whole way through. And, I, and it's something that I think is th- another reason why I think it's resonating so well with the general public watching it is that it's just a nice time. Yeah. No, you know, there's the, the the little bits of, and there's like, there is drama and excitement and things breaking and, you know, clocks counting, counting down and all that stuff. But yeah, I think they've nailed it, surprisingly. Yeah. Now, Chris, just breaking format, usually this is the way that most podcasts will do it. They'll give some credits at the end of the podcast. I'm going to drop it in the middle. All right, go for yeah. it. So if you enjoy the opening credits to ABW, the little musical jingle at the beginning, that's compliments of our friends Vape Dads. That's right. Check them out on Bandcamp. Yeah. Also, it's incredibly kind and nice, the good people at 2SER, radio station here in Sydney, Australia, uh, to give us some studio space to record this little endeavor. Absolutely. The, the, the lovely podcast studio that they have here. Yeah. Good community. Good station. Absolutely. Best Indeed. people. So, Chris, now that we've got that out of the way, <laughs> what if we go and continue on with the rest of the format here? Hmm, now, let me think. It's a complicated. i got to get up to it. Oh, let's, what's the next bit? Oh, and I remember. Dan. Yes, Chris. What have you been watching? Ah, it's good that you asked. Here we are. I went and saw a movie on the weekend, which quietly, I actually do that most weekends. Yeah. I like going on a Saturday morning, first session of the day. There's never anyone there. <laughs> And that was certainly the case this time. Excellent. Uh, so I took my lovely bride along. The two of us sat there in the theatre. There was one other lady in the cinema. She was right up the back. Excellent. She seems to have a good time. Sat there, watched a film called Long Shot. So are you like dating the Prime Minister of Canada? No. 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 It's weird. I know this great little place not too far from here. Ooh. It's called Mini Bar, and it's in my room. You asked. No, hey, I'm not, I, I've hooked up with my fair share of world leaders, too. There was 69 Fidel Castro once. You thought his beard was big. Chris, are you across this movie? Well, I saw a trailer for this movie, I believe, when I went and saw something. Oh, it must have been when I went and saw Avengers recently. Um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is about an ugly man who gets, <laughs> who manages to, to bag a beautiful woman. Yes. More or less. Isn't that how most sort of romantic comedies with a male lead run? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Now, now is it my turn to tell you what I've been watching? Uh, no, no. I'm going to do a bit more detail here. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just being a jerk. Long shot. It's a political romantic comedy. Stars mm. Seth Rogen. Okay. Yeah. Who I quite like Seth Rogen. I love Seth Rogen too. He, he's a bit divisive. No, okay, he's a... I think he's good. Me and him have got a lot in common. And yeah. <laughs> interesting things that we, we both enjoy. So, no, I'm, I'm a big Seth fan. Absolutely. You're Canadian as well? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Could tell. <laughs> so, he's Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Okay, now, traditionally, well, untraditional romantic coupling here. Okay, but the two of them work really well. Theron is hilarious as a comedian. I don't know if you remember her from Arrested Development. She was in, I think, maybe the third season. No, I don't remember her in that at all. She's hilarious in it. Wow. Go back and give it a look. I don't want to say what was going on because I will not say it in a way that doesn't sound wildly politically incorrect. Yeah, anyway, she's very good in that. Excellent. Uh, I think she's generally just this amazingly charismatic um, figure. You go into this thinking these two don't really make any sense together, but they find a way to actually have a really realistic sort of entry point for the two of them to have a shared past and a mutual sort of ground that they can come to, um, you know, to form their romantic bond here. The film is directed by Jonathan Levine. He's the guy that made the film 50-50, yeah, which was a Seth Rogen and Joseph Gordon-Levitt film. Mm-hmm. 
really good underrated film. Yeah, that I, I think agree. People saw. Yeah, I really liked it too. And if you remember that, it sort of blended comedy, but with some pretty serious drama behind it. Now, this because it's a political sort of satire. It really looks at the current um, U.S. reality show president and plays around with the idea that instead of that, you've got an actor from a uh, 24 meets the West Wing style TV drama oh, right. that's now become the president, but he wants to give up the presidency because he wants to move into movies. Right. Obviously, it's the next step after president. Yes, yes. Uh, so it's and played, of course, by Bob Odenkirk. I was going to say Martin Sheen, but I guess he's too old now. <laughs> no, that's it. I'm not sure Sheen's doing much other than the occasional Emilio Westerves film. Yes, yes. Which yes. does happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you've got this really sort of smart uh, supporting cast that people like Odenkirk crop up in. Love it. Odenkirk. Who doesn't love that guy? The criticism I would give is that I think the first half of the movie sets up the political satire of it really nicely. But the problem with it is, is that the Seth Rogen character, because he's very much every Seth Rogen character mm-hmm. that's ever been played, he plays a village voice style journalist. All of his articles are sort of supposed to be really sort of out there and salacious and very rock and, like punk rock and roll sort of approach to political commentary. Mm-hmm. When they start mixing that in with the world of Charlize Theron, it's because he gets hired as a script writer and so he's writing speeches for her. And right. that's kind of how the, you know, the bond is rekindled. Mm-hmm. While that's happening, it sort of seems like he doesn't really understand the professional stakes but the thing is, he's a professional who is a grown adult man of whom does understand the world. He's not a simpleton. Right, okay, yes. so some of the language he uses in the speeches that he gives her initially before she tells him, no, no, you've got to rewrite this okay. and go forward. It just seems a bit dumb. And so there's a few sort of bendings of reality, which yeah. is, like I appreciate the joke they're going for, but it's still, I don't know, it kind of just ruined aspects of the movie. And by the time he gets to the end of the film, it leans a lot more into those kinds of jokes than the more grounded world that it created sure. to begin with. If the film is a little bit more grounded, I think it's an all-time classic. Wow. At the moment, it's just a good time at the cinema. Well, there you go. So, yeah. I, Do I, go and see it. I think it's great, but I think it could be just something really special. And it's I, not. I mean, I was just cynical from the whole, like, you know, uh, and you say un- uncommon romantic coupling, but you do, like... That's also the common romantic it's coupling. It's always an ugly movies. dude and a, and a hot <laughs> woman, you know. It's never... It's very... I don't think I've ever seen a movie the other way around. Melissa but, McCarthy makes movies as well. But, uh, you know, it's... Um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that it wasn't a complete stinker. Yeah. No, no, it's good. Like, I think it's... Gen- I think like Rotten Smarto like ratings for it are like in the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. And it's justified. I think it's genuinely a great film, but it's just not like an all time great. Sounds like something I will probably wait for yeah. on a streaming service. But do I think you're gonna be really but pleasantly surprised. Yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, so Chris. Excellent. Come on, let's wind this thing up. <laughs> all right, out. all right, all right. Okay, come on, Efol, what have you got? Okay, I have been watching Dan a program called The Last OG. Oh, The Last OG with one Tracy Morgan. Now that I'm out, I am unemployable. Damn, they had you selling timeshare, preaching to the choir, bruh. I was selling Zoom subscriptions. Man, if they only knew that the dude they was buying it from was also a brother in a cage. Ooh la la, look who went to privatized prison. I was washing drawers for cigarettes. That sucks, man. Nah, it was actually a blessing in disguise. It helped me quit smoking. I find it really annoying calling him Tracy Morgan when, when he's clearly Tracy Jordan. Clearly Tracy Jordan. Um, I'm uh, I'm about three or four episodes into this. I'm watching it on the uh, streaming service Stan, mm. which I reinvigorated my account in order to try and watch some more of the many Marvel movies that are on there at the moment. Reinvigorated your account. Um, and um, do you like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, 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 okay, so this is. Um, 
I, I would almost, I mean, it's a, it's a half hour comedy show. I'd almost go to say, I would almost call it a dramedy, um, as, as you did earlier for um, your program. But it's called Dead to Me, Chris. Dead to Me. Um, but it's actually, you know, it's, it's pretty funny, but it's not like, uh, it's not 30 Rock funny. It's not, um, it's not just trading on him, uh, on, you know, his funny voice, basically, which is hilarious and uh, there's no problem with doing that. How is he as a lead? I think fantastic. Like, I really like him. I, I, I think that um, he's uh, understated in, somewhat in this role, which is really excellent. The, the, the premise is very funny. He comes out, he's a guy uh, from Brooklyn. He gets set up um, in a drug deal. He gets ratted out and um, basically goes to jail for 15 years, comes out of Brooklyn. I oh, say so he actually is a gangster. Yeah, kind of. Like, he's, you know, he's sort Sorry, of like... original gangster. Original gangster. He's... Do- he's it, it, in the in the beginning, like I think it's more of probably like it is in real life with a lot of these guys, is that you know it's it's something that um, it dabbles on the side as a as a sort of means to as a way to get through. Sometimes I don't think he's full on into it, um, but uh, you know it only takes one bad decision, and especially in America, one bad decision can cost you fifteen years of your life in jail. And the the, the jokey premise comes from the fact that he then comes out of Brooklyn. He wants to help the kids on the street and um, wants to be the voice of um, Lawrence Fishburne in Boys in the Hood, which is actually a joke that's made but, but brooklyn it, isn't what it once was of course, brooklyn yeah. is brooklyn is now full of um um beards and um, well, wealthy hipsters wealthy hipsters and and so it's about him trying to na- navigate what is now a hostile environment <laughs> for him and figure out where he has to go so that's a really smart setup for a show it's very smart right and it kind of like it makes fun of brooklyn it makes fun of gentrification um it makes fun of uh, like the, the ridiculousness of how that sort of uh, situation has unfolded there. Um, so I think, you know, it still gives him the uh, opportunity to be a bit wacky. He still gets to be a fish out of water. Um, the first episode is written by um, uh, Jordan Peele and somebody okay. else. So it's like, it's it's really meaty. Like the first one kind of... And that would have been right before Get Out came I out? I think so, yeah. yeah. Cause it's, I think it's about two years ago, right? So, um, yeah, and... Yeah. And he's one of the producers, which I guess just you know he's a, came up with the concept or whatever. I yeah. think as well. So, have you seen a full season? No, I'm only I'm about three or four in, and it's like it's it's arcing very nicely. Like there's a really good um there's a really good development. There's uh, a lot of um you know he's he's responding well to the environment around him, and he's trying to. Uh, there's a bit of a east down and bound vibe where he's east bound and down vibe where he's um trying to reconnect with the woman that he was with before he went in, but, you know, whether that's going to happen or not. But, and, the you know, that's reminding her of what life used to be like and some of the fun she used to have before she hooked up with this um, white-bearded hipster dude. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so which is another obvious, uh, obvious way for um, Tracy to make fun of that whole scenario. So um, highly recommended. Uh, I think it's not, you know, it's not the cutting-edge uh, social commentary of something like Atlanta, but it's um, still got very good, very funny things to say. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd really go for a Tracy Morgan show where it really is something which is deeply cutting to the core no, exactly. of what it means to be an American today. That's right. You know, you got to him just making fun of people is obviously where the laughs are going to be and where the yeah. fun's going to be. But it, you know, it still manages to do, still manages to say some pretty clever things. I think. Well, look, Chris, it sounds like we've been very positive for four different things this week. <laughs> I know it's nice. It's a nice change. I think. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, those shows, if you want to check them out, there's Dead to Me, which is streaming on Netflix now. There's Long Shot, which is in cinemas. There's the Lego Masters. Lego Masters, that's great. And that's uh, airing right now on Channel 9 in Australia and streaming via the 9 Now 
catch-up service. Yep. And also you've got uh, the original OG. The original, no, no, the, no, the last OG. The last OG. Um, which Could be original, original G. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's not right. That's quite a work as well. Which is on Stan currently. Yeah. Anyway, Chris, this is probably the time we get out of here. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please leave reviews. It does help people find the show. Uh, trust me, it sounds like a generic thing you say, but it's actually genuinely really important. <laughs> yes. If you want the podcast to continue, other people need to be listening to it. So you got that. That sounded desperate, didn't it? <laughs> a little, but that's all right. Check out alwaysbewatching.com. It's a website with TV stuff, including a newsletter that comes out every day with all the TV news you need. Um, and again, thanks to Vape Dads for the theme, uh, to SER for the studio space. And we're out. Chris, it's been a pleasure. As always, Dan. See you next week. See you next week.